Yeah, and if you need a little motivation, <laughs> I'm Hannah Copeland, and I'm a lesbian, and I run KCSU. And if you want to do the same thing, because that felt real good to just come out on air, you should give us a ring at 970-491-5278. Hello. Everybody, it is me, the Jersey Giant, and I am here for KCSU Fort Collins on National Coming Out Day. And I have a special guest. Do you want to say hi, Elizabeth? Hi. How's it going? <laughs> oh, man, we were so happy to have you here. And we just wanted to know kind of what's your story? Oh, boy. Okay. So I kind of had a late start on everything. I, I first started realizing I was up, not the regular kind of person when I was about 12. I looked at my best friend and I thought, oh no, I'm attracted to you. And she didn't know but we were best friends for a very long time. <laughs> I thought, well, that's going to be strange, so I'm going to think about this later. So I literally just put it in the back of my head that I was attracted to girls for another like four years. Really? Yes. I just, I'm from a really conservative town that wasn't exactly allowed I was just like, I'm going to worry about this later. And then I hit freshman year. Of high school or college? High school. And um, I found another girl I was into. So I was like, well, I guess I have to deal with this now. (laughs) Nice. So I did. And I was working with it. And I figured, okay, it's time to tell my mom. And we were going to my school one day. She was dropping me off. And we were talking about men and, you know, dating them. And she's like, men suck. I wish you were a lesbian. <laughs> really? Like, yeah, yeah. We were always really open about that kind of thing. So mm-hmm. it was normal. And I was like, well, I'm bi. Is that okay? And she was just like, I could do that. And I was like, cool. We never <laughs> talked about it again. Oh, man. I, that was it. I love that. I love that intro she gave you. Like, I wish you were lesbian. And you're like, well, I'm happy to please. Right? It was like the perfect end. I didn't have to do any special sit-down talk. It was just slip that in and done. And then I'm assuming she told some others and nobody questioned me. I'm Mm. honestly not sure. Who knows? But she definitely does. (laughs) Well, perfect. Thanks, Elizabeth. So what does this day mean to you then? Oh, I'm sorry. Continue. I'm just um, going to... I also kind of question my gender day. Oh, okay. That came. Yeah, that came out. And uh, my friend told me I was gender fluid. I was like, hey, what's that? And I looked it up, and I was like, oh, no, I am gender fluid. There you go. So one day I came to my mom, and I was like, hey, is it okay if I want to be a boy sometimes? She was like, okay, what name do you want? I was like, sweet. Call me Ethan. (laughs) Ethan. That's a good name, too. thank you. Now I use Sterling, but... Sterling? Yeah. Oh, man, good choice. Oh, man, I I love Sterling. Sterling's an awesome name for sure. Thank you. I appreciate that. Yeah, of course. And then why do you think it's important to accept who you are? I feel like it's important to accept who you are because if you don't, you can turn a lot of internalized hate in towards yourself and that can end up manifesting itself in other ways like anger, depression, anxiety. And if you have all this internal hate building up inside of you, it can be really hard to navigate life with that cloud hanging over you. If you can accept yourself, you can be who you are. You can say, hey, this is who I am. I'm proud of it. And that's just what it's going to be. You know, that really helps your general attitude and outlook on life. 
Yeah, I love that. That was beautiful. Thank you, Elizabeth. Yeah, thank you. So, seeing as you don't know kind of how many people know about your sexuality or your gender, do you think that you kind of have to continually come out? Like it's a never-ending process at all? Oh, definitely. Definitely. Just like some family events, I'm actually probably going to come out to a whole bunch of people on Thanksgiving, so wish me luck there. (laughs) Good luck. Um, Yeah, I am excited. Because, like, some people, you know, I realize, oh, they don't know. And I, I say something, and I'm like, you're what? I was like, oh, yeah, I'm, I'm bi as hell. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, I've gotten a lot of mixed reviews. Some were like, oh, okay. And some were like, well, how do you know? And that's a different story. But, yeah, I find myself coming out a lot in different ways to different people. It's never ending for me. Okay. That that seems like an interesting life. So what can others do to make sure that you feel safe and that you feel included and everything else? Oh, shoot. I'm not sure. I guess you could say never assume. Yeah. It's a good one. Never assume. Because, like, it's always best to ask before you assume anybody is this or straight in general. Mm-hmm. And for me, I don't always pass really well, and I don't always, like, show that I'm by a whole lot. Okay. So just, like, don't just assume me. Like, ask. I'm okay with talking about it. Nice. I think that's really powerful. I just have one last question for you, actually. Is there anything that you want people to know about you? I would like people to know that I'm quiet. Mm-hmm. I'm really quiet, but I really do care a lot about some things. And, like, my passion for those things mm-hmm. is definitely evident once I start talking about them. Well, for someone who's so quiet, I really appreciate you coming out and talking to us on National Coming Out Day. And um, we're going to have to say goodbye now, Elizabeth. It was wonderful having you. It was wonderful being here. There's a very special Gwen here with us, and she's here to share her story with us all. Hi. <laughs> nice. So, uh, why don't you tell me a little bit about yourself? Um, I identify as asexual. Okay. Um, really have no idea what I'm doing, actually. <laughs> <laughs> That's all right. Nobody knows what they're doing. It's true. <laughs> um, originally, I thought I was just an ally because okay. asexuality isn't all that well known. Mm-hmm. So, uh, I started just supporting like my bi and pan friends at school. Okay. And then, um, when I was about 16, one of my friends was like going through this list of like flags for the LGBTQ plus community, and I didn't understand what half of them were. So I went home and I started doing some research, and I read like the definition of asexual, and it was just like, oh, that's me, and it clicked. Really? Yeah, it just made sense. And so I've kind of been like struggling how to, how to tell my parents that for a while. Okay. Like they knew that this there was something off. How do you? Tell your parents that yeah. the grandchildren they're always talking about are never going to happen and mm-hmm. that kind of thing. Um, so I came out to my friends first yeah. because it's a lot easier to do that with someone who already knows that they're part of the LGBTQ plus community. Um, and this past summer, actually, I came really? out to my mom. We were like walking past, I think it was Spencer's in a mall. And mm-hmm. I go, oh, hey, they've got pride stuff out for um, Pride Month. And mom goes, oh. And I go, yeah. She goes, oh, honey, I've known for a while. Oh, okay. <laughs> it was one of those things you're just like, like I was freaking out about it. And mm-hmm. 
apparently she knew the entire time that I was freaking out for nothing. That was really great. I still haven't told my dad, but I think my mom told my dad. <laughs> really? Okay. Yeah, that's crazy. Uh, both people that have been on my show so far, both of their moms have known the whole time. <laughs> I think it's kind of a mom intuition. Yeah, way. very perceptive these mothers have been. That's that's awesome. So what does what does your identity mean to you? It's just, it's a part of me, like, yeah. I'm a nerd, or <laughs> okay. I'm an international traveler, I'm asexual, that just means that, like, if I ever do have a relationship, there's not going to be, like, a sexual component, and okay. that kind of defines, like, who I get into relationships with, because there's mm -hmm. a lot of people who don't even consider that, like, they think that sex is, like, a key part of the relationship, so mm -hmm. that kind of defines, like, who I hang out with in and of itself, because asexuality is still faced with a lot of, like, backlash from is both it? the queer and straight communities. Like, there's some people who say that asexuality is basically being straight, and then it's not actually straight, so cishets don't enjoy that all so much. Huh. Yeah. <laughs> so do you feel a little kind of left out from both sides then, or what? Uh, not really, because my personal interactions, mm -hmm. like, most of the people I hang out with are, like, super cool about it, and yeah. they like, totally support me, and so, like, those crazy people on the internet don't seem to have any kind of effect. Oh, man. I, I think that's just a general rule. <laughs> Listening to crazy people on the internet's a scary endeavor. Why is it important to understand who you are? So as a person who could be walking around unsure of their sexuality, why is it important to kind of sit down and understand who you are? It's kind of like every other aspect of your personality. Like mm -hmm. you're either an introvert or an extrovert. It's one of those things that it's like one of those pieces of a puzzle and you're the entire puzzle. Yeah. And if you have like a hole missing from the puzzle, it doesn't feel complete. Okay. It's just one of those things where like if you figure it out, sometimes people can go their entire lives without realizing it. But some people it like has a negative effect because they can't figure out who they are. And mm -hmm. being able to identify like what your sexuality is, is just like one piece of a puzzle. Puzzles always look best when they're completed, for exactly. sure. Yeah, there's always a bit of frustration if there's if there's not. So I guess my next question is, do you kind of feel like you're constantly coming out? Every single person that you meet, you kind of have to do it all over again? If I'm going to associate with them for a while, then yeah. yeah. If it's just like some mm -hmm. random stranger on the street, then no. Okay. But like, if it's someone that I want to hang out with, then eventually I will have to come out to them because it's one of those mm -hmm. things that like... You want them to be. Rec you want them to know you for all of who you are, not yeah. just parts of it. Does it get easier with time, or no? I think it's gotten easier, but okay. everyone has different experiences. Yeah. So, have you received any backlash personally, or is it just kind of those internet trolls? Internet trolls. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man, I just I feel like the internet is just a dangerous place nowadays. It is. It used to be such a great place. Now, <laughs> as I'm growing more older, or as I'm growing older and more aware, it's just kind of lacking. Yeah. Yeah. I guess it depends on where you go. So, mm -hmm. hopefully, we can all find a safer kind of sanctuary amongst the internet communities. So, do you have a role model within the LGBTQQA community? Um, I don't have like someone I personally know. Okay. In part because I'm from a very Mormon-centric town, and that's not all that open to the LGBTQ plus community. But I do look up to people like Martha P. Johnson mm -hmm. and Janelle Monet. I just like admire them because they're yeah. so out and proud and mm -hmm. amazing. <laughs> yeah, that's for sure. Amazing, amazing is the big one. What can people outside of the LGBTQQ do to kind of make sure that you feel safe? that, you know, everyone here is comfortable. You know, I don't really have an answer to that because yeah. there's so many different ways they can do it. And so it helps so many different people in so many different ways. Uh -huh. Like personally, 
as long as you don't say anything that I hear about that's like, oh, gay people are wrong or whatever, then I'm okay mm-hmm. with it. But um, there's some people who need more support than I do, and it mm-hmm. just kind of depends like who you're interacting with. Just try and help the people you know the best you can. That's, that's a beautiful answer. So I guess I just kind of have one question left for you. What would you like all of our listeners around the world because I would like to imagine that everywhere <laughs> is listening to us. What would you like for them to know about you? Just because I'm gay does not mm-hmm. mean that it's the sole part of my identity. Nice. I like that a lot because I feel like that people kind of get hung up on that a little bit. They do. Like at the end of the day, you're just a person. Hi, it's me. Haley Justino, I'm the local music director here, DJ TBD in the mornings. I'm here because I wanted to talk about National Coming Out Day because I'm really, really happy um, about it and how it's been going. I actually only came out within the past um, two years. Okay. Um, but I've known that I've had, um, you know, romantic feelings for girls since I was probably in kindergarten mm. uh that's when i started developing like crushes i would hold hands with boys um on the playground and all that stuff but i knew also that i wanted to you know hold hands with girls i just didn't know that that was a thing that i could do i didn't know yeah. that was an option um and i remember i would like with make-believe games like playing house or playing princesses i would like volunteer to be the prince or i would volunteer to be the dad and really? all this stuff yeah and looking back that's i'm like cool. wow that is so so it's very subtle yeah so by of me <laughs> but i didn't know i didn't have that word and i didn't know that that was a thing that i could identify as um and once i started realizing that uh there were different sexualities out there in you know middle school and high school i still didn't feel like it was something that I could claim as my own, even though I'd had these feelings since I was so young, but I still didn't think it was something that I could identify with. And I'm not quite sure why that was. I think Mm. it's a cultural thing, a family thing. And also there was kind of this stigma around uh, the bisexual girls that I did know that they were kind of like, people just thought they were like looking for attention and all this negative stuff. And I didn't want to be associated with that too. So just for a very long time, it wasn't something that I thought I could call myself or just didn't see myself being part of that community. And then uh, about two years ago, freshman year of college, I was like, you know what? I think this is a thing that I can do and I shouldn't be afraid of it or ashamed of it. And I yeah. shouldn't care what other people think about it Absolutely. or what my family thinks of it. I, this is just something that I've lived with my whole life and I should, you know, feel okay with it yeah not (laughs) hiding yeah you know and it was comfortable it was really cool the um my the person i was with at the time um i was in a heterosexual relationship and he was very understanding like my mom was actually like how does he feel about and i was like he's fine with it yeah (laughs) and she was like doesn't he feel like threatened and i was like no because i'm not i'm not trying to like go go out and like find a girl like i'm still in this committed relationship i'm just also you know, Coming to terms with everything. Yeah, I'm still just also bisexual, but in this yeah. committed heterosexual relationship, which is a whole other thing. But uh, yeah, it's been a <laughs> it's been a wild ride to say the least. That's awesome. Yeah, that's amazing. So it's really nice. I know I talked a little bit last year for our national coming out day, but I thought I would do it again because it's really nice to just be able to celebrate it and celebrate it with wonderful people and all the people out on the plaza just jamming, having a good time. Yeah. It's, it's great energy. Yeah, it really is. I'm so happy that we're able to do this here at uh, CSU and with KCSU. It's awesome. So thanks for letting me rant. Of course. Yeah. No, I think everyone enjoyed it. I enjoyed it. 
my final question is to you, how has your life changed since this making people aware about it? Um, you know, really not too much. I haven't when I come out to people, especially like in this environment, people are just like, oh, nice. And I'm like, yeah, cool. Um, that's and I, awesome, I, I set my my Tinder <laughs> settings to men and women. And like, that's <laughs> about it. I really, there's not been a lot of like negative pushback in my life. So I'm very thankful for that. The only thing is like, again, those, those family, familial and cultural things that I've kind of pushed aside and don't try to deal with in my life just because it's not necessary. Um, to be stressed about it and Absolutely. to hide it. Uh, but really, life is good. And that's amazing. Accepting parts of who you are is part of growing up and growing as a human. So that's all very lovely and good. Well, I'm sure I speak for a majority of people, but thank you for your bravery. Of course. And talking with us today yeah. and myself. And I really did appreciate this yeah, conversation. Of course. It's a lot of fun. It's nice to be able to share. So. Hope anyone yeah. else uh, feeling like they want to share as well, you can call us at 970-491-5278. Also, if you are on campus, if you want to come on down and say hi, talk about it on air, talk about it not on air, uh, just come and talk, start a conversation. Hi, everyone. This is Miguel, third-year student here at CSU. Perfect. I love it. So uh, is there anything you want the audience to know about you right away? Well, today is National Coming Out Day, That's and true. I identify as gay. So congratulations to everyone who's <laughs> out there really celebrating your identity today here at the CSU campus. And for those of you who are still in the midst of trying to figure out who you are, Definitely be proud of those identities. Don't necessarily feel ashamed of who you are or being afraid of who you are because there's definitely thousands of people even on this campus here to support you. Nice. That was beautiful. Do you want to tell me your story real quick? Yeah, absolutely. So I knew that I was gay when I was younger, but I didn't mm -hmm. really had the sense of feeling until like maybe middle school when I really started having like feelings towards a guy. And mm -hmm. it was like my sexual awakening, I'd like to say, where I was just very attracted to him, but I didn't necessarily really understand like what was this like or what is this attraction. And going on into high school, being like gay was really looked down upon. I also identify as Latino. And so kind of like in the Latinx community, it's like mm. very looked down upon to like be gay and like, what is all these things? But being able to like kind of push through, I never necessarily had a huge kind of like announcement where I was like, hey, everyone, I'm gay. I kind of like went with like the flow of like, well, this is me. Mm -hmm. I'm going to like either accept it or yeah. really just talk through things to really get to know me and things like that rather than just stating different facts and it wasn't until like my freshman year here at CSU where I like really started to like accept my whole identity and really even be able to pronounce the word gay because before like it would even just stutter to come out of my mouth. Really? So you started understanding who you were around middle school and it took you all the way until freshman year of college you said? Yeah. So in third year now I'm very proud of my identity and definitely yeah. have a really good support of like people and I think college is a really great kind of like part of your life where people are able to really identify themselves and be able to explore different situations and different kind of like identities you're really kind of wondering mm -hmm. and be able to meet those people not only like for support but also be exploring. Yeah. So how is your identity important to you then? I feel like my identity really carries on with kind of my everyday life 
being able to understand who I am as a person and also being able to interact with people and also kind of seeking out like that support and building like those networks of kind of supporting one another and really understanding like what is a friendship what is relationship and it even opens up like this whole idea of like what is social justice and understanding mm-hmm. that I myself and the identities I carry there are other people out there in the world and really understanding what it means to help one another and what it means to be an ally yeah so with your coming out process is there anything you'd like us to know was there any kind of backlash or anything like that uh yeah kind of sort of so with my friends i remember in high school i started to kind of identify my identity being Mm -hmm. gay but my friends like immediately jumped to like so when are you going to tell your parents and that's all obviously a very like difficult kind of conversation to have even with like your family but to anyone listening out there and you're going through like these situations like take your time nobody's there to pressure you you shouldn't be listening to like other people you would know within like your own time i I'm still going through the process of really like coming out to my parents. I'm pretty open about my identity with like my friends, my close friends, other people around me, but it's still a conversation I'm like trying to have with my parents and really kind of like slowing them in into like what is equality and what does it mean to like have equity amongst other identities as well. Mm-hmm. You're very well spoken. Thank you for coming on. I <laughs> appreciate you. it. So, why do you think it's important to like accept your identity? I think when it comes to accepting your own identities, you're going to start experiencing life in a different light because you're Mm -hmm. going to have more opportunities of understanding what is going on. I feel like when you're oftentimes in a situation of not knowing who you are, you're oftentimes lost in this mist you're always kind of like walking around in a foggy area so Mm -hmm. as it snowed yesterday you probably saw the snowstorm (laughs) and things like that kind of think about it that way you're walking but there's always something constantly going around and it's that snow you really need to identify like who you are and start accepting who you are as a person the minute you start accepting that you're going to see like that little sunlight like kind of shine through and Mm. really understand the different paths you can even go and take and you're even going to start meeting people that are going to support you i had one of my friends this summer who um kind of came out to us and i'm really yeah. really proud of him and he's grown so much ever since like the summer to who he is today and he's like one of my closest friends now and i really mm-hmm. appreciate him and accepting himself and really growing into the person he is so the minute you also start accepting who you are you're also going to grow as a person not just like professionally but socially and just grow your character so You said that you're still in the act of coming out to your parents. Do you think that you're still in the act of coming out just in general and that it's kind of like a constant thing or is it kind of like one and done? I think it's always going to be a constant thing when it Mm -hmm. comes to like your professional life as well. Before I came to college, I also identify as a first generation student. Mm -hmm. I feel like one of my predominant identities of being gay was always going to come off as oh, you're gay. And I had to like prepare like this armor on my body and be like, okay, like I need to know how to like handle this. But being here at TSU, it's been very accepting more so than my like Latinx identity for some reason. But yeah, and kind of being able to understand that being gay is acceptable. And I feel Mm -hmm. like we're definitely moving towards progress where being gay is more acceptable, which is really great. So I kind of misprepared in a way that I didn't (laughs) think my identity of being Latino was going to be the predominantly identity that was going to be like judged on more so than being gay. But being gay, you always need to have like this kind of mindset of like what social circles you're interacting because you never know like what is the danger of what's going on. So always be aware of like the situation, but always also be surrounded by like that support you have. But and remind yourself that like, that support you have is always with you, regardless of like them physically being you there with you. <laughs> yeah, that makes sense. For sure. So you said that you came with this armor. 
and that people were making the steps in the correct direction. Is there anything that you think that the people outside of the LGBTQ community needs to work on? I feel like it's more so being accepted. Understand that we're not all the same people, but definitely mm. be a little bit more open-minded. We're just like everyone else. We're no different. Mm. We're not attracted to every single person we see as that <laughs> stigma goes. We definitely yeah. have our own types as everybody else has their own types. So definitely understand that we're just like you. We just mm. prefer something different. <laughs> I like that. You're not attracted to everyone because I, I don't know where that even came from because I feel like that is kind of a stereotype. Yeah, absolutely. And especially when it comes to like when you see things on social media and like mm -hmm. using like those homophobic slurs and seeing yeah. how like that contributes to all of that like homophobia but understanding that that's basically trash like don't necessarily listen to none of that stuff because everybody's unique and like its own sense in who who is and like what is your preference yeah so how would you say that your life has changed since you came out i feel like i've grown more as a person and really understanding who i am in exploring not just like myself, but also like my identities. I've definitely encountered lots of people who are still struggling with like who they mm -hmm. are and understanding their identities. And like the best advice I could give is do not pressure anyone else to like really come out or anything like that. Give them their time and still always reflect on the time where you were still trying to accept their identity because that's what they're going through right now, still accepting and understanding who they are as a person. Mm -hmm. So being able to go through that process and still accept who you are will definitely help you and enhance that growth of understanding others but also understanding yourself yeah you sound super confident is there anyone that you look up to that kind of gave you this confidence or any sort of lgbtq member that you see as a role model there's a couple <laughs> the first one i'd like to say is myself i know it sounds very egotistical no, no i love that i love that i feel like that's important yeah no absolutely always look up to yourself you know the strength you carry and you definitely know the person and the warrior that's inside of you to really battle on whatever challenge is coming on. The second person I'd like to say is Harvey Milk. I like to think of like the change he really made when he was running for office and things like that. And then seeing kind of like Neil Patrick Harris and we have all these other great people out there. So definitely identifying yourself and who you want to be and setting goals. I feel like setting goals definitely helps you also create like the person you want to be within accepting your own identity. Nice. Well, I just have one more question for you. Is there anything else you kind of want the listeners to know about you? Yeah, absolutely. If you ever see me on campus, say hi. I'm really friendly. <laughs> you want to have a conversation, feel free to approach me. I love to have conversations about lots of different things. All of you celebrate coming out day, whether you're an ally and supporting your friends, whether you mm -hmm. are yourself identify as LGBTQ, celebrate the point where you are today, whether that is you being fully proud of who you are or that is you're still questioning, give yourself that time, but still know that there's so many people around you supporting you, whether you know them or not, they're still there physically, mentally, emotionally, and spiritually. We have a special guest, Pride Center Director Dora. Frias, am mm -hmm. I saying that right? Yes. Awesome. Welcome. Thank you so much for being here today. Thanks and for having me. Yeah, of course. So, Dora, could you just tell us for our listeners who aren't familiar with National Coming Out Day, kind of what it is, how it came about, and all that stuff? Mm -hmm. 
-hmm. Yeah. So National Coming Out Day is celebrated in the U.S. on October 11th. We This year is actually the 30th anniversary of National Coming Out Day. Okay. So in 1987 was the National March on Washington for Lesbian and Gay Rights. And then in 1980 is when we officially recognize National Coming Out Day on the same day that that march happened. Okay. Um, so really, we recognize coming out as the biggest tool that queer and trans folks have as a form of liberation. Um, and so it is a it is a day for folks to be proud of who they are, be authentic in their identities, and it's a time for celebration for us, right? That's awesome. Just for those who don't know, is it the proper term LGBTQA, T or plus, or how, what should we say? Yeah. So I don't, there is no right one. I think a lot of different folks use um, a variety of different iterations of LGBTQA plus, LGBTQ, LGBTQIA. It just really depends on um, the community. That's why we at the Pride Resource Center have kind of moved to the Pride Resource Center. The For me, the second we start kind of naming the letters is is we start excluding folks, right? Mm-hmm. Um, the LGBTQ community is a good like umbrella term to use and that doesn't also honor everybody. Now, you're the director at the Pride Center here at CSU. Can you sort of tell our listeners who might not be familiar with the Pride Center, um, sort of what exactly the Pride Center does, what its mission is? Mm -hmm. So a big part of our mission is to work to support the experiences of our LGBT students at the CSU campus. A big part of that comes with increasing understanding about our sexual orientations, gender identities, romantic orientation. Some of that comes through educational programs. Some of that goes through programming. Some of that happens, right? Today we were out on the plaza all day, kind of just in celebration, taking pictures with the closet, uh, handing out giveaways, and then answering questions as folks have have questions. So we do a lot of things to increase our visibility on campus, but also advocate and support our students here. What are some of the ways you do support students who come in and are looking for help? So sometimes that's a one-on-one conversation, right? A student might just need to talk through, you know, how do I tell my parents about my identity? Uh, A student might be needing to explore ways to transition. And so we connect them with the health network in order to begin to explore what those options might look like for them. Somebody might need uh, support telling their professors about their pronouns or about their gender identity. And we provide kind of that, that support in helping students navigate the campus community and just life in general. I think other things that we've also got, um, a health network is a great partner for us. We've got a coming out group that meets on a weekly basis. We've got a gender identity group that also meets on a weekly basis over at the health network. That's a different way that we provide student support as well. What would your advice be for those who want to come out but aren't sure how to go about it? I think honoring whatever steps you're feeling like you need to take for yourself. There is no coming out for dummies book, (laughs) right? There is no right way to come out. There is only a way that like feels authentic for you. And I think a variety of folks do it in different ways. So really tuning into what is it that feels right for you and, and recognizing that as folks in the LGBT community, coming out is an everyday process. It's not something that we do once 
and it's done. Every time we enter a new community, we have to come out. Every time we meet a new person, we have to come out. So it's not something that just happens once and then it's done, right? It is a constant iteration. Um, you know, uh, as my partner and I are thinking about purchasing a house, it's something that we have to think about coming out to a realtor. Come, so it is a constant navigation for us in our lives. And there really is no right or wrong way to do it. Just really thinking about what is authentic to you and feels right for you. Mm-hmm. And uh, I guess in a, a similar vein, uh, since it is National Coming Out Day, would you mind sort of sharing your story? It's sort of been something we've been doing here yeah. and uh, we'd love to hear it. Mm-hmm. So I remember the very first time I thought, oh my gosh, that's me. Um, I was 19. I was a first year student in college and I went to a women's final four game which is pretty much like a lesbian convention. (laughs) And I remember seeing these two beautiful women holding hands and thought, oh my gosh, that's what I want in my life. It was something that had never crossed my mind, but it's because I also never had that representation, right? I didn't have folks in the media that look like me, um, that identified like me, or like I wanted to identify, and so, that was really the first time that I saw like a potential grown-up that could be who I wanted to be. Uh, and then it took me a few months to really work through the internal feelings about it. Uh, a lot of coming out stories sometimes happen with meeting somebody that sparks your interest, and certainly that's a part of my story as well. Uh, and then about a year later after that, I, I came out to my family, and my family was incredibly supportive of, of my experience. I have a gay uncle, and um, he is somebody that has always been in my life. Nobody ever explicitly talked about it, but we all just kind of knew. And so I'm, I'm blessed to have had that example in my life growing up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I had a, a very supportive coming out experience with my family and with internally with myself. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, for those who, who aren't as lucky and don't have a supportive family, what would your advice be to help them get through that? Mm-hmm. There's all kinds of ways to find community. I think one of the things we often talk about in our community is the concept of chosen family. Uh, and the reason that concept has kind of come about is for folks whose families aren't supportive that we also have an opportunity to choose who our kind of family is, and that often happens through friendships with folks. I think students nowadays have online ways of creating family. There's all kinds of support that students find with each other online. Certainly coming into our center is a great way to do some of that, begin to get plugged into student organizations. And then we've also got all kinds of faculty and staff on campus that are here and are supportive and um, will provide students whatever support it is that they need. And we also have to recognize that, you know, that familial support, chosen family is important to have and that having that familial support is really critical. And not not everybody always has it, but there are lots of opportunities to try and find that. So for somebody who, who might know someone going through a process like that, what are some tips that you might have for them to be an ally uh, to somebody in a situation like this? Mm-hmm. If somebody's coming out to you, you definitely don't want to tell them, oh, it's okay, I already knew right? Because that is a super minimizing um, way of going about it. You want to listen. 
you want to ask questions and you want to be supportive of that person if they are coming out to you. Um, if you identify within the community, great, then you can kind of share in your experiences. If you don't identify within the community, then I think it's still important to to support them, to not be dismissive, to not tell somebody it's a phase, to not be like, oh, don't worry, you'll get over this, because that's not, we don't just get over this, right? It is who we are. Um, we've got really high rates of mental health issues in our community. We've got high rates of suicide. And a lot of the dismissiveness that can come as folks are coming out can kind of lead to some of this. So I think it's really important that if somebody is coming out to you, that you do your best to be supportive and ask them what they need in their process. Do you have anything else that you feel is important for people to know on National Coming Out Day or anything else you'd like to add? Um, I think anything, especially right now, kind of given the nas- our national climate, right? Anything that folks can do to, to serve as allies for our community is super important and incredibly necessary uh, right now. And so that could be a variety of different things that people can do. It can be, you know, showing up to events like we had today. It could be talking one-on-one with somebody and having a supportive conversation. Uh, so whatever you can do within your sphere of influence to show up as an ally for your community, we need that support. Mm -hmm. Awesome. Well, thank you so much. That was Dora Frias, Pride Center Director. And remember, KCSU listeners, if you would like to share your story with us on air or if you would just like to voice support for this day and for the community, please give us a call at 970-491-5278. That's 970-491-KCSU. We would love to hear from you. All right, everybody. Like I said, we got Lavi here. Uh, say hello, Lavi. Hello. <laughs> right on. Um, so you're a student here at CSU. What's your major? I study sociology with a uh, focus particularly in sexuality and gender, actually. Hey, perfect. Right yeah. on. What, to what year are you? I'm a senior. I'm hopefully graduating in the summer. We'll see. Okay, perfect. And then uh, we also have Brianna, right, that just walked into the studio. So she's going to say a few words for us, too. Um, after Lavi, we're going to have him tell his story. We're going to play a little bit of a music, and then we'll have Brianna come on. And uh, we're just going to be rapping at you guys all, all day. So, Lavi, uh, take the floor. All right. Uh, so I'm transgender. Um, I'm, oh, geez, I'm forgetting all of my pronouns suddenly. Um, <laughs> I identify as he, him. So I uh, I was biologically assigned female at birth, and then I was like, no, nah, that doesn't really work out for me. So I'm just going to not do that. I've been out as a transgender male for about four years now. I came out in 2014 when I first went off to university out in New York and there was a there was a really great guest speaker there and he said, you know, now that you're in college, you don't have to do the same things that you did in high school. You don't have to conform to the same groups and things like that. So I said, wow, you know what? I think I might actually be a boy. And I just kind of, I came out to my my folks and, and they said, okay, yeah, we we kind of knew, but okay, like, All right. like, you know, they whatever. They took it rather well. They did for the most part. Um, I mean, I have some, well, I had some more conservative family members out in Missouri but uh, with a little bit of little bit of time and patience, my grandfather finally came around about uh, two years ago. 
Awesome. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's your life. So you definitely got to live it how you want to, despite, exactly. you know, even if it's close family that doesn't agree exactly. with you, you know, so your college professor definitely had some good words of advice for oh, you. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. It's a whole different world college than it is with high school. That's yeah. for sure, isn't it? <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah, it really is. It's, um, it's, it's definitely been a, um, a better experience being, being cool. out and being, you know, open instead of, you know, trying to conform and uh, be somebody that you're not. Yeah, exactly. Very good. Yeah. Very good. I think that's something that everybody needs to hear is, yeah. you know, you, you are who you are and, um, you can't just sit in like a type of depression just to kind of make everybody else happy yeah. um, it's really about about you being happy and Absolutely. you know who cares if everybody else doesn't like it yeah it's just one of those things like I mean I don't know how young your listeners here are you know if even older like if if you're seriously considering coming out you know just go for it there are resources and things to to turn to if, if all things go bad I was very lucky and had a fairly accepting family yeah it's an issue that there um there are people out there who don't feel safe coming out you know Oh, yeah. And uh, just so you guys know, this this campus obviously is very comfortable with um, talking with you and giving you that comfort to come out. So if you guys do feel like doing that, please give us a call 970-491-5278. Text in if you want. I'll, I'll you know, give you a shout out as well. Um, we got the whole day set aside for it. So please get involved, everybody. Um, and Lavi, thank you so much for spending your words. And uh, that's just a great story. Well, great. And, Thanks uh, for having we're me. We're going to be having uh, more words from Bianca. Yeah, not a problem at all. Thanks yeah. for coming on. It's just a pleasant surprise for me today to be able to do this and just kind of interview you. Could you you on air um, and just kind of let the world know your story and that, you know, you aren't alone out there. There's a lot of people that are feeling and going through the same things you are and it's perfectly normal. And yeah, and that's what this whole day is about is just kind of addressing that and making it normal and making it comfortable for everybody. So we really appreciate you coming on. Perfect. We're going to get into some music and then we're going to have Brianna right after that. All right, welcome back. You are listening to KCSU Fort Collins. I'm X. This is The Spot. Uh, I did want to do one more quick introduction. We have Brianna in studio with us. She is an employee here on campus. Why don't you just tell us a little bit about what you do here? Uh, I work at a biopharmaceutical company run through CSU. It's called Biomark. Um, we're out on the Foothills campus and uh, do a lot of biologicals. <laughs> Very so, cool. Vaccines and stuff like that. Okay, okay. Um, so yeah, smart woman uh, we're about to talk to. And she's got a little bit of a story for us. Like uh, most of you know, this is National Coming Out Day. For those of you who don't know, now you know. Um, and we got people coming down here just kind of either coming out or telling us their stories and just kind of letting you guys know that you're not alone in this world. So, Brianna, with that, tell us a little bit about your story. All right. Um, I am bi and gray ace. There are two identities that really took me a long time to sort of figure out. I had uh, my best friend in high school actually was openly bi and I was convinced that I was straight. Um, okay. <laughs> which is really funny for me to look back on now because I had such a crush on her. And um, But it was in college when I first started thinking, you know, I might not be straight. Uh, spent a lot of time on the internet listening to other people's coming out stories and thinking, wow, a lot of that sounds really familiar. Okay. And then uh, started coming out to a couple of the people that I had met at college, getting comfortable with identifying that way and telling people. Eventually did come out to uh, older friends friends and family. Came out to my dad as a bit of an um, accident. Uh, okay. wasn't, uh, we were in the middle of an argument and his comment was he believes homosexuality was a sin. And so I followed up with, I guess we have to agree to disagree because I'm bi. Oh, <laughs> uh, how did he take it? Uh, we haven't ever talked about it. We okay. were in the car when we had the conversation. We got home right about the time that I made my 
statement, we walked in the house and it has never come up between us. Interesting. He's just kind of bottling it up. Do you think that he's accepting of it? Do you feel comfortable around him? or? I feel comfortable the majority of the time. Okay. Um, I don't think he is the sort of hellfire and brimstone kind of person. Um, I mean, I have an uncle who's gay and a cousin who's married to a woman, so it's okay. not unheard of. Um, I just, I, I'm currently married to a man, so I don't think it's something he has to think about. And uh, okay. that's part of the reason that it's easy for him to ignore. I see. And how do you feel about it? Um, obviously, it, it must have been something that you were kind of holding back from telling your father. That was kind of like the big figure, like, oh, I don't know if I want to say anything. But how do you feel after, after kind of letting it out? You know... I honestly never expected that my dad would react the way he did. I never, most of the reason I didn't come out was because it just seemed, I could never think of a good way to do it because mm -hmm. I was already dating a guy. It didn't seem like I couldn't come up with a good reason to do it. And okay. then now that I have, it's sort of just that thing in the back of my head, you know, life is unpredictable. There's no guarantee that I'll be with the man that I'm with for the rest of my life. Something could happen or whatever. And I'm always wondering if the situation arises that I do become in a relationship with a woman or someone not gender conforming or something, what is going to be his reaction? And does that change how he sees me and thinks of me? So it's not something I think about on a daily basis, but fairly regularly. It's just one of those questions. Does my dad really love me the same way as he used to? And do you think so? I hope so. <laughs> uh, I guess, you know, at a point there, that's all we can we ask for. Um, and, and like I said, with love, you know, it's your life. And if you're happy with that and you're comfortable with that, that is good. And I think that's kind of a message that everyone should hear is if you do have that person at home that you, you think might not be comfortable with it, um, you still got to be comfortable with your own self. And so whether or not you may lose a family member, don't lose yourself. Um, this is definitely an important thing. I think, I mean, especially for your life. I'm, you know, I'm, I don't identify as a bisexual or, or homosexual, but I, I have friends and I know people that do, and it's, it's a struggle for them, you know, and it can really affect them mentally, just bottling that up and keeping it in. So uh, if you're thinking about letting it out, today is the perfect day to do it. Brianna, thank you so much for that story. I think that's really great to hear is because people, you know, she's married to a man. So people are like, oh, you know, there's no big deal. Why would you need to come out? Or, you know, it's not real, but I think it's a, it's a very real thing for anybody. It doesn't matter who you're, you're married to or, you know, kind of what you're going through now, because yes, life is unpredictable and you never know what's going to happen in the future. So it's good to just kind of get that off your chest um, and let people around you know. And also maybe not for you, uh, but for someone else, you know, it might be good for them to hear you coming out. to 90.5 KCSU Fort Collins, and I am joined by yet another guest. Do you want to introduce yourself? Yeah, uh, my name's Sierra. I have been out for 10 years. Nice. There you go. Do you want to, do you want to tell us your story a little bit? Yeah, um, I grew up in Massachusetts. Uh, I came out when I was 14. Luckily, where I, I grew up is very liberal, so it was kind of a, a lucky coming out. Super easy for me, which is, is great. Would you say that Massachusetts in general is accepting or just kind of like the, your people around you? Uh, I, I think the whole state is, is pretty accepting. Um, we were the first state to uh, let gay marriage be a thing, which is pretty cool. Nice. And what do you identify and what does that mean to you? Uh, I identify as a lesbian. You know, I, it is a, a big part of my identity and, and who I am, but I also, you know, relate it a lot to the community and, and the community that I've found through being a lesbian, so that's really nice. 
Yeah. It's just a super accepting community. And how would you say um, your life has changed since you came out? Um, I've definitely faced a lot of discrimination. You know, not necessarily in Massachusetts, but in, you know, visiting more southern states or mm-hmm. going kind of to, you know, um, states that are a little bit more country, I guess you could say. So you said that, you know, some people aren't as welcoming as others. Is there anything that maybe the people listening who aren't part of the LGBTQ community could do to try to make people feel a little bit more comfortable? Yeah, I mean, just, you know, ask questions, try to educate yourself. Um, a lot of people within the community are more than happy to to help educate. Um, I know I've, a lot of my coworkers, I've talk to them about issues that they had no idea were even a a thing um, just because they're kind of blinded to it because they're not a part of the community. Mm -hmm. Would you like to share any of those problems? Um, I mean, just, you know, not not realizing that, you know, I've had coworkers ask me, but why do you need to get married? Mm -hmm. Um, And kind of uh, explaining that and, and just educating rather than putting people down. So is it easier with time then, or is it always kind of a struggle? I guess it really depends. It's easy with people that I, I know would be a little bit more accepting. Mm-hmm. Um, but when I meet someone who is very kind of closed-minded, it, it can be a little difficult. But it's something I always do because I think it's important, and it's a, a big part of who I am. Do you have any role models in the LGBTQ community that you look up to? I guess a, a big one would be Andrea Gibson. She's a spoken word poet. Also, Ellen DeGeneres, just because I, oh, nice. I grew up with her talk show and and kind of seeing her come out and, and seeing the process that she had to go through was really inspiring to me. So we just have one last question for you. Is there anything that you want the listeners out there to know about you? Uh, I mean, not, not a, a whole lot. Just I came out and I, I went through that experience. And no matter how hard it seems it, that it won't get better, it does. And I know that's super cliche, mm-hmm. but, you know, it, it does get a whole lot better, especially when you find that community just reach out to to people and and try to immerse yourself in it. Perfect. Well, lovely. Thank you again for joining us and have a good day, okay? Thank you so much. You too. Yep. Bye. So you heard it here first. It gets better. Just got to stay strong. Uh, You're listening to 90.5 KCSU Fort Collins. We will be right back. Welcome back, everybody. We've got ourselves a load of guests. We've got Jordan, we got Lab, and we've got my little sister Kiara. So we got <laughs> we got a full house. So we'll start with you, Jordan. Why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself? I study design here at CSU. Nice. Um, only a first year, so. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> And I've got a really big family. We'll go with that. (laughs) All right, cool. Lab, how about you? I am from Texas. I'm a geology major here. And um, I could include that I'm on the Visible Voices program with the Pride Resource Center here. Nice. And uh, Kiara, why don't you tell the audience a little bit about yourself? Um, I go to college in New Jersey for early education, and I'm your little sister. (laughs) (laughs) Good. A good addition. All right. So, uh, Jordan, why don't you tell us about what coming out was like to you? Well, when I first came out, I was like a sophomore in high school, Mm -hmm. and it was kind of weird because I was kind of forced out. It wasn't awesome, but it like Mm -hmm. gave me more confidence to talk to other people. Yeah. And then I just kind of 
just kind of throwing it out there with people, especially <laughs> after I came out to my older sister. Mm-hmm. I like never see her because she lives in California. And so when I saw her over the summer, I like sat her down in my room and I was like, I really need to talk to you about this. I'm non-binary, I'm bisexual, mm-hmm. and it's really important that you know this about me. And she goes, oh, Jordan, whatever, I'm a lesbian. <laughs> and I was like, oh my God. <laughs> You're like, oh, perfect. All right, Lab, how about you? What was your coming out story like? Well, for me, uh, mine was very recent. I grew up in a Catholic household, so I had to mm-hmm. keep it secret for a good long time. But once I knew that I was coming here to CSU and that I would have more opportunities to work in the community, I figured, why not go out with the bank? So I did it all at once with my parents. Um, and they tried, yeah. but I'm more focused on the fact that I'm here now and mm-hmm. I can exist as I please. I'm in open housing, so I'm surrounded by other people, and I'm working to help people come into their own so that they don't have to go through what I had to. That's yeah, beautiful. And then, Kiara, how is it like coming out to me <laughs> and the rest um, of the family? It was actually pretty easy. Mm-hmm. Um, I pretty much was just in the library one day at college, and I was like, you know what? I feel like I need to come out to everybody, so... I just sent you guys a quick little text. And I was like, hey, I'm pansexual. And then um, I came out to dad uh, when we were driving to mm-hmm. drop me off at college. I was just like, hey, yo, dad, just so you know, I'm pansexual. And he was like, all right, cool. Yeah, I feel like that was kind of everyone's reaction to that text chain. It was just like a <laughs> thumbs up emoji across the board. <laughs> well, there you go. Is there anything else that any of you would like to add? If I could. Um, For sure. I just want to let anyone know who's listening that it's okay to exist in an in-between space. It's okay to Mm -hmm. not know what's going on. Sometimes it's okay to just be a confusing little person. Do what you please. Because honestly, there's comfort in that. There's freedom. Mm -hmm. How about you, Jordan? Anything you'd like to add? I don't have anything that philosophical. (laughs) (laughs) Well, Kiara, I want to talk to you a little bit longer because I know your story better. I remember you were having problems with people telling you that pansexuality didn't exist. Do you want to talk about that a little bit? Um, it was just over Facebook. Uh, somebody posted that, that there's no difference between pansexuality and bisexuality. Mm-hmm. And I think that in the LGBT community, you can pretty much like whatever you feel comfortable is like your sexuality. Mm-hmm. So I know that some people like don't really see a difference between pansexuality and bisexuality. But to me, it's what I felt more comfortable in. Like in, co- in high school, I came out as bisexual, but that didn't seem right to me. Like I didn't mm-hmm. like that title. So I think of pansexuality as like, I like whoever I like, like whoever makes me happy, like regardless of sexual orientation. So like there is definitely, pansexuality is definitely part of the LGBT. But like, I think it's just what makes you feel comfortable. Like whatever title you feel most comfortable in is the mm-hmm. one that you should call yourself. All right, perfect. So. so just to clarify, bisexuality means that you like both male and female, and pansexuality means that you like all of them, that you love yes. someone for their personality. Yes. Okay, <laughs> perfect. Thank you so much. Uh, if there's nothing else we'd like to add, I'd just like to thank everyone for coming on and sharing a little bit with me. Thank you. Thank you for this opportunity. All right, sounds good. All right, love you, Kara. I'll talk to you later. Yeah, bye. <laughs> Welcome back. You're listening to 90.5 KCSU Fort Collins. I'm DJ Webbalubba Dub Dub, and I am joined in studio here with Jacob. Thank you so much for being here today, Jacob. It's nice to be here. Yeah, so glad to have you. Jacob said that he was taking a picture in the closet on the plaza, and then he heard that we're taking people in to interview them, so he came down. 
All right, so uh, first name is Jacob. What's your gender identity and uh, preferred pronouns? Um, I do personally identify as a male, so my pronouns are he, him, and his. And what is your story? That's a pretty general question, so feel free to answer however you'd like. So my story is really odd. I knew that I am bisexual when I was in third grade. I was about eight years old, and that is like really young, but I feel like a lot of people get the sense that they aren't straight when they're really young. And for me, that just happened to be when I was eight, and I don't exactly remember what triggered that because a lot of people can look back to like that one event that helped them realize their sexuality or their gender identity or however they identify in the LGBTQ community. And unfortunately, I can't look back to that because that was 10 years ago and there was a lot going on in my life, like personally and all of that. But I kind of repressed that because I didn't know what was going on for six years. I didn't come out to anybody until my freshman year in high school. And when I did, I came out to my dad. He was the first person I came out to. And he really wasn't too supporting, which was awful. He was a pastor for a very long time. And his response was, we can get through it together. We can pray the gay away. And that really made me shy away from telling him a lot of about my life. And that still impacts us today, even though we have kind of moved past it. He still finds it really difficult to accept me for who I am. And that's just something I've had to live with. But fortunately, everyone else I've come out to has been really supportive, which was amazing because I thought for sure my dad would have been the one who supported me and my mom's side of the family really wouldn't. But it turns out it was the opposite. And that was really nice because instead of just having that one person who supports me, I have my mom, my sister, my cousins, all of my aunts and uncles, and my grandparents were all there for me. Great. That's so awesome. And we're all here to support you too at CSU. We're such an inclusive and safe space. And really, I hope that the world like has the same view very, very soon because I don't know why they wouldn't. So thank you so much for sharing your story. So how has your life changed since you came out or has it at all? My life really hasn't changed since I came out besides the thing with my father that I brought up earlier. But other than that, it really hasn't changed too much because my mom's side of the family, <laughs> they're just like, yeah, we knew. When I came out to my mom, I was like kind of crying because like it was oh, really emotional. Yeah. And mom's just like, yeah, I know. Now get in the car. I have to take you to school. <laughs> do you have any idols that you look up to in the LGBTQ community? I do. It's yeah. going to sound kind of weird, but I really look up to Oscar Wilde. Oh, that's really cool. Yeah. yeah. So he was an author and I forget which country he was from, but he was from Europe back in the 1800s and he was a writer. He wrote the picture of Dorian Gray, which was like, which is kind of considered the first homo romantic piece of literature, even though it really doesn't explicitly state it in the book. His publisher really had to edit down a lot of stuff that happened so the book wouldn't receive backlash back in the 1800s. And the reason I look up to him is because he wasn't afraid to be who he was, especially 200 years ago when a lot of the people are forward thinking now and they weren't really like that back then. So it was, it's really nice to know that he was who he was and he wasn't ashamed of that. Yeah, that's amazing. That's really amazing. I know that one of the most prominent LGBTQ like YouTube members is Shane Dawson. Do you know who he is? I do know who he is. And I was a little surprised when when he, he came, came out. out yeah yeah i know that he uh in his coming out video he said like he always used to wish that he was just gay or like just straight because it'd be easier for him to explain did you ever feel like that i didn't feel like it was it would be easier for me to explain my sexuality to people if i were just either gay or straight but whenever i'm in a relationship there's always a point where i'm just like 
am I really bisexual or do I lean more towards homosexuality or heterosexuality? And it's just really weird, but thankfully I've been able to talk to everyone I've dated about that and they've really helped me figure out and helped me cement my identity in what I know that I am. It does come with some identity crises here and there, but other than that, I mean, I am who I am and that's really cemented for me. Well, is there anything else that you'd like people to know about you, Jacob? Uh, not really, but I mean, if you are struggling with coming out because you don't think people will accept you for who you are, I encourage you to do it because it is so hard trying to be someone who you're not. That is something that a lot of people in the community struggle with and being who you are and truly expressing that is something that a lot of people struggle with, but you really shouldn't have to do that. You shouldn't have to worry about the backlash of your family or friends because as our lovely host said earlier, CSU is a very accepting community and we will be your new family and we will be your new group of friends. 